Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. I've been getting the question for ought 20 to 30 years about protein. When people want to know if they're working out, how much protein should they take? If they're an athlete, how much protein should they eat? Should they eat protein supplements? Should they be using powders? Should they be using bars? Well, we're getting these answers definitively today from Dr. Felicia Stoller, registered dietitian, exercise physiologist, and expert consultant in disease prevention, wellness, and healthful living. She's the expert of so many things. So Dr. Stoller, I'm going to make my son listen to this segment tonight as a gymnast because he wants to know how much protein. So tell us about the protein myth that's been going oh on gosh, for so many years well, you know, and how much so you want people to have. It's interesting because just the other day, my friend called me up. Her you know, 17-year-old son wants to take some you know, supplement at the gym, a protein supplement, you know, after his workout. And we had this whole conversation about what, you know, I started off with why do you think you need this? What is it that you think is missing? And then, like, you know, we, we, you know, we got down to it. And, it had, you know, at the end of the day, what it was was not really about his needing protein. And I think, you know, that's why, we're, you're, you know, you're like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, let's talk about the protein myth because this always seems to come up all the time that between all the fad diets that are out there, the supplement industry trying to push their products on everybody and this belief that we need extra protein um, and, and that is what is, is so interesting to me is that protein energy malnutrition is not a problem in the United States. When you look at the results of, you know, NHANES and survey data, it's never turning up that people are not eating enough protein. If anything, we're eating excess protein. And I can say this comfortably. I've been in this field for two decades now. And I've looked at thousands of food journals from not only patients, I've looked at students, but when I've had them analyze stuff, I've been involved in research studies, and we look at nutrient intake patterns, whether it be for kids and adults, and again, like, protein consumption is not a problem in this country. It isn't, and but is it a problem of overconsumption? I mean, I will tell you that when my son was starting to put protein powder because of his gymnastics, and he was starting to get constipated and he was starting to see foamy urine and I said Clayton that's enough it's too much now because you're starting to see some of that protein come out yeah well you know the truth is we don't store extra protein as just muscle mass so any calories in excess of meat do get stored as fat the challenge with protein is again it's not amino acids aren't stored very easily so what happens is we do we tax the kidneys we do end up you know urinating a lot of that stuff out and then the other thing, too, is what else is it competing with in our body for absorption? So you mentioned constipation. Well, because if somebody's eating too much protein, then maybe they're not eating enough fiber or they're not having enough carbohydrates in their diet. So that can be, excuse me, a bit challenging. I know that, you know, what happens is there's a competitive process with calcium, right? So what happens is that um, when people are eating too much protein, um, a lot of calcium is leaching out of the body and going out of the body, putting people at risk for osteoporosis and potentially kidney stones. So, you know, we look at disease risk. So sometimes like teenage boys are, you know, looking at right here and now and they want to be big and they want to look like a high school athlete, but maybe hormonally they're not ready to be that yet because their body is not 
ready yet for that. Um, and so um, what we know is that, you know, maybe, again, like looking down the, the road, we know that a diet that's very high in animal source protein and fat puts one at greater risk for cancer, right? So, you know, and, and potentially heart disease too. So, you know, we want to, you know, again, bring it back down to what is appropriate, what do we need, and what are some good sources of protein, and, you know, how much is adequate, and then, you know, what is the end goal? Because, look, protein and fat gives us satiety, makes us feel full after a meal. Um, there's been research looking at it with weight loss, but then, you know, at some point you can't live on that for the long haul. That's right. So, how much would an average non-athlete person, when we look at the plate, Dr. Stoller, and we look at, you know, when we hear you're supposed to have this percentage of protein versus this percentage of carbohydrates and fats, how much actual protein do you recommend someone gets in a day? Well, let's think about it like this. We could actually do calculations, right? So there is, um, you know, the RDA, the Recommended Dietary Allowances, um, for protein are between um, 0.8 to 1 gram per kilogram of body weight per day. So most people don't know, think about their body in terms of kilograms. And, you know, and the other thing, too, like we could sit and get down to a precise number. That's for amino acids. All food groups, um, with the exception of fruits, have amino acids. So vegetables, grains, dairy products, uh, legumes, um, anything from an animal contains protein. So, or amino acids, the building blocks of protein. So, you know, when we're looking at what we need, it really comes down to about 20% of our daily caloric intake need should come from protein. So you can be vegan and you can adequately and in a healthful manner get adequate protein in your diet. So a vegan being somebody who eats nothing from an animal, you can get that from um, from nuts and seeds and legumes and, and, and beans and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and again, through, through other amino acid sources and plant-based foods. So there is that. But, like, I was just dining in a restaurant a few weeks ago in New York where it was a, a Greek restaurant specializing in seafood. It said on the menu, we recommend one pound of fish per person when ordering, like, a whole fish, like fish by the pound. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm five foot four. I weigh 120 pounds. I don't need more than six ounces of animal-sourced protein, you know, just from something other than dairy and everything else that I'm getting. Six ounces is not a lot. It's like two little computer mouses. You know, it's really... No, it's, it's not like, It's not a lot at all. But now people are always asking about grams because in those powders, and even if they're eating like a, a piece of steak or some a three-ounce piece of meat, maybe 21 grams, they, but those bars have 20 grams, and the powder's know, one we scoop. Talk, we talk in grams, we talk in ounces, right? We talk in percentages. Sometimes we're looking at a food label. Sometimes we're not looking at a food label. So the easy thing is go back to that whole notion of the my plate, right? Okay, people hated the pyramid, but if you go to my plate, three quarters of the plate is animal sourced, and actually the protein serving is smaller. It's not even a full quarter of that half. You know, it's not even a full quarter of the plate. It's less than a quarter of the plate. So okay, so uh, if if people really do want that ounces and they're looking at that plate. Then, or they're taking in extra protein because they are working out very hard. Are we mm-hmm. talking that they need a hundred grams a day? Are we thinking they need? I mean, I know it depends on their body weight and what they're doing, 
and but muscle what mass, would you, I mean, it's and muscle, muscle mass, mass but give us a ballpark because, you know, people are like, well, is it too much to get 100 a day? Is it not enough to get 50? Well, across genders, it matters. So that's why it's, it's very hard because based upon your age, your gender, and your muscle mass, that is going to really impact what volume of protein you're taking in. So you're talking 100 grams of protein because I'm such a, I'm, I'm not a, a math whiz here. Of protein, what is that equal to? You know, I and it's funny. I had a I had a patient whose doctor um, questioned a diet a diet prescription that I had for her patients, and I don't remember what the note was. But when you know the doctor just knew it in terms of grams, right? So she sent it to me um, as far as grams of protein, and then when I actually broke down the foods and the recommendations, I'm like, yeah, I'm more than meeting that from you know. The well, yeah, I know. And some people only think of this stuff in terms of grams. And before we get into the specific proteins, right. I mean, would you think that if somebody, because that's what the labels say, Dr. Stoller, they say grams. Yeah. And so, so I you know. I up an article here. The IOM, the Institute of Medicine, recommends daily protein intake is 56 grams for men and 46 grams for women. Um, that's the base amount in active body. Yeah, that's about 10 for, to 15%. Per that's right. That's about 10 to 15% of our daily calories. Right. So right. about 56 grams. And then if you're an athlete, a really hardcore athlete, maybe you can up that. So, I mean, how do you recommend people do? If they do want to up that or if they want to get their best quality protein, where do you like them to get that? You mentioned fish, I, you mentioned I, legumes. I prefer people get their protein from food first, right? So, like, what I would recommend somebody does, and I mean, and the, the Internet's wonderful and, and there's plenty of free apps. Write down what you eat every day for a week, right? Journal it, analyze it, use some software to analyze it. Know that it's not precise, but it's a good guesstimate. And I would go from there and see if your intake is even adequate to begin with from food. And then from there, if you need to add on, what are things that you like? Because I could sit here and say, take a protein powder, but then the question is, what kind of a protein powder do you take in a soy one? Do you take in a pea-based one? Do you take in one that... Like is, a whey? Uh, or, you know, yeah, yeah, there's so many. You know, it's whey-based. Mm-hmm. I mean... Think about that, you know, and some people, they, they don't want that. You know, can you have other grains that are higher in protein? Like quinoa is a grain that's very high in protein. You can have something like chia seeds, which is high in protein and omega-3 fatty acids. You know, there's lots of things you can, I like to eat like a little tuna packet or hard-boiled eggs. You know, like there's other things that you can do besides a shake or a powder um, that to get protein in. Yeah, like brown rice. A cup may have about five grams of protein, but it's better for you than white rice, just because it's, it's also got the fiber. Like the rice is such a, to me, rice I think is like, a, it's like an extra food. It's not a nutrient-rich food. No, but it does have some fiber, right? And right, some people and so does, like, so you know, like beans and rice. So does a potato, a sweet potato, you know, there are... Mm-hmm, I love sweet potatoes. You know, I mean, you could think about eating peanut butter, right? Peanut butter is a great source of protein and fats and almonds. You know, we could have nuts and seeds, and, and again, those are good sources of protein. As a matter of fact, when I, early on, when I was in graduate school, I worked on someone's um, graduate re- research, and we worked with two ultra-endurance athletes. These women needed to eat, like, eight to 10,000 calories a day. It is so hard to get that volume of calories into anybody. Yeah. And a lot of what helped, you know, put their calorie level over the edge was, was nut butters. You know, I mean, that's a great way to get, like, a potent amount of calories in, you know, in a, in a, 
in a small volume. You know, and there's so many food. more on the market today, too. But the reason I was talking about brown rice is because beans and rice together yes. form a complete protein. You know, so people want to know, should they be eating these kinds of complete protein or is it, you know, are they getting the amino acids they need? As far as your amino acid pool, you know, what we found is that the research is not such that you need to eat it like all in that exact meal. But, you know, again, in the sports medicine world, in the sports nutrition world, we know that there's a three to four hour window of recovery post-exercise that is important for, um, you know, amino acid repair for putting more glucose or glycogen into stores, which is important, you know, to get yourself revved up and ready. And, you know, I just want to remind people that eating protein does not equal muscles, okay? It's resistance exercise is inherently what we need to do. And the other part of it is adequate rest, which is, you know, that example that I started off with about my friend's teenage son who wants to take a supplement. At the end of the day, what it came down to is the kid was over-exercising the same muscle groups every single day. Sure, which predisposes you to injury anyway. Huh? Which predisposes you to injury anyway. Correct. But beyond the injury, he's like, I don't understand why I can't work out at the gym. I'm like, because you don't let those muscles rest. Yeah. And I taught nutrition and health for five years at a local community college, and I had a lot of trainers that would take that class because they were interested. And by the end of the semester... You know, they would always come up to me, they always came in like pretty smug, like I know a lot about nutrition and blah, 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 protein powder, protein powder, more protein. And then they would say to me, you know, Professor Stoller, I don't understand why I'm still fat. I have this like layer of fat. And these are like young guys in their 20s and 30s. And they would say, I don't understand why I still have all this fat. I said, you're eating too much protein. Scale it back. And then sure enough, they'd scale back. And what happens? They lean out a little. And you mentioned that that three to four hour window, because that is a confusing thing. I know my son is always asking me, have I, have I, you know, ruined the window now? I need to eat right after my workout. I say, here's some chocolate milk, drink that and you should be fine. And then, you know, dinner will be in half an hour. So whatever it is, but it's adequate, adequate, right? You don't need a bit. And I'd rather you eat a full meal. I mean, if you're hungry, I know... When I finish working out, and if it's a hard workout, I am hungry afterwards because I just burned a lot of calories, but I just need to put something in my belly, even a little something. It doesn't have to be that full meal, but if it is going to be that full meal, even better. Yeah, so, I mean, it is certainly, and like we said, chocolate milk has kind of everything you need in there, and I know the American yes. College of Sports Medicine is now recommending that as a good, yes, and you I've know, post-workout. Now, you know, full disclosure, I've done work. I sit on the on an advisory board for the um, Dairy Council, and I think, but look, I wouldn't do stuff like that if I didn't believe in it. So That's I right, just, that's right. So wrap it up for us, Dr. I'm not getting paid to do that, but I, I do believe in it, and I think it's easy, it's inexpensive. I mean, at the end of the day, eggs... I mean, other than when you get away from beans, but from an animal source, eggs uh, and, and milk are the least expensive forms of complete protein that you can buy. Yeah, and they're, and they're so easy to, yeah. you know, they're easy for somebody to eat, to take, to carry along with them. Now you can you even can get even milk in the little boxes. Or chocolate milk, you know. In yeah, they've packs. got the little boxes. I love That's those right. things, and my son loves those things. So wrap it up for us. Protein myth. Clear it up. Do we need more, less than we're getting? And just kind of wrap it all up for us in your own imitable way. way. We don't need as much protein as people perceive that they that they need. That the typical American diet is actually uh, excessive in protein consumption. What we need to focus on is our other aspects of maintaining muscle mass in order to you know 
to build and to maintain muscle mass, which include resistance exercise. It includes rest because we need that time to, you know, repair the muscles that we're working so hard at maintaining. And it's also good for bone density to do resistance exercise as well. And making sure that our protein intake is coming from a variety of sources, not just animal-based, but there are excellent plant-based sources of amino acids that have other health benefits, right? Like you were talking before about fiber. So we need to eat a balanced, nutrient-dense diet that includes all food groups. And remember that all foods can fit. All foods can fit. I love that. Have you coined that phrase? <laughs> I wish, I think, but I didn't make it up. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I think we should coin that right now and, and, and put a patent on it. But it is such absolutely great advice, and you are listening to Life's Too Short, and so am I, really. But it's a fun show. <laughs> We're vertically challenged. <laughs> we are a little vertically challenged, and we get our expert guests from the American College of Sports Medicine, the gold standard in fitness and sports medicine in the world. And remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review. That way, like-minded people can get involved and get involved in all the different discussions that we have. So go on to iTunes and subscribe and rate and review. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.